3: what's up it's thursday it's time for the big interview you are listening to fat mascara i am jess i'm jen check your phone it might not be thursday for you i
2: understand you might not download the day of so whenever you're listening to this just know that
3: i was thinking about that the other day how you doing jess i'm good i'm good i'm really excited we've got a great interview we have a lovely guest today and I feel like we took a little bit of a travel
2: or a vacation with this with this guest, and that was kind of what we wanted to go for, because nobody's traveling anywhere. We have Brazilian influencer and beauty blogger, Camila Coelho. Okay, so she got her start by posting videos to YouTube while she was a makeup artist um, at a department store. We talked to her about this, so stay tuned for that. She gained a following. I just checked. She has 8.8 million followers on Instagram, NBD. And she went on to build her blog in both Portuguese and English. And she's done collaborations with brands like Lancôme and Revolve. Well, this summer, you actually may remember, guys, I raised a wand to one of her products. She launched a line, Ela Luz. It has its own site. It's also on Net-A-Porter. And there's um, beautiful products. It's a luxe line. We'll talk about that in the interview. Um, And she also, I don't know if she was supposed to do this, but stay tuned and listen. She gave a little sneak peek of what's coming with Ela Luz. All right, you guys ready? Let's do the interview. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you. I'm so
1: excited to be here.
2: Okay, so we're going to get right into it because I read something, and I have to ask you about this. I read (laughs) that you wore lipstick for your passport photo <laughs> when you were six years old. Is that I love true? This.
1: <laughs> yes, it is true. Emma. And I'm actually very proud of it because that moment was so <laughs> important and special to me. I've always been a beauty lover since I was a little girl. And I remember playing like with my grandmother's stuff and <clears throat> sorry. I remember playing with my grandmother's makeup and overly brushing my hair every time I, you know got off the house, like before leaving the house, I wanted to make sure I had like a long bob cut. And I wanted to make sure my hair was like perfectly, you know, combed. And I was just that girl. (laughs) And the day my mom said I, we were going to take a passport photo. I thought, my gosh, I need like the best lipstick. And I automatically thought of a red lipstick color. And I went to my grandmother (laughs) and I was like, can you please let me borrow your red lipstick? And she ended up giving it to me and I applied it at the exact moment to, like that I was <laughs> about to jump in the photo because I knew my mom wasn't going to let me, you know, have the photo done this. with the red lipstick on. So it's like, and I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys the photo, but it's like this bold red lip and my hair was like blonde-ish because I grew up in Brazil in the sun. And, but I looked, I was so happy, but I looked terrified because i knew my mom was mad and she was gonna like no be upset because she didn't want me to have this bold lipstick on but it was such an important moment for me because i like in my mind i thought you know like i needed to have that bold color on to you know look beautiful and strong and uh, yeah thanks to my grandmother it happened
2: Grandmothers are the best. It's like they're always just like when your mom wouldn't let you, your you, grandma will. Yeah. And was she sort of like your beauty? Like did she help inspire you get into beauty? Was she was she a glamorous lady? Yeah, she was, you know, she
1: she wasn't like super glam, but she had she always had her hair done and she always had some type of makeup on. Lipstick was her thing also. Um and a little bit of blush, but she was always done up even when she was in the kitchen cooking for us she had like a beautiful outfit on and um I will look at her and then in the but my grandmother's energy in general was so special and I, I don't remember my grandmother ever being like mad or like screaming or she was just the kindest and my mom says the mm. same like in that energy like that is that is who I wanted to be and that was what inspired me the most about my grandmother. And, you know, the makeup came along with it and being a beauty <laughs> lover. Uh, but, you know, I just remember looking up to her and, you know, thinking I want to be like this woman. She was my icon in general, not just my beauty icon. But it's beautiful. yeah.
3: <laughs> so beauty has been, oh, it seems like beauty was always a part of your life. One of the first jobs you had was selling beauty in a retail shop, right?
1: Yes, it was. Um, I grew up loving beauty. And um, after high school, I decided to, (laughs) the story is kind of, I, you know, I was always a geek in high school and I had great grades. I was an honor roll student and I loved school in general. And when it came time to Apply for college, I did not know what I wanted to do. I, I knew I was a creative and I knew I was like more in an artistic, like I loved to dance, I love to paint and I loved, you know, makeup, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And at this time we were already living in the United States and seeing my mom work so hard after divorce. Um, I just wanted to be independent early. And when making this decision to go to college, but not knowing exactly what I wanted to do, Was a pressure for me because I I wanted to make sure I chose the right thing. I didn't want to risk like doing, you know, going to school for something that I didn't truly love. So having this conversation with my mom was super hard, and you know, she wanted me to go to college right away. But I also knew that she was gonna be the one helping me, you know, go to college somehow. And I want I needed to give myself some time to figure it out. So I gave myself six months and I remember this until this day, like this scene of me looking into my mom's eye and saying, mom, I promise you that I will make you proud. Like, just please give me, you know, mm. this, these six months. And that's when I got a job at a makeup counter um, at a department store. And it was with Dior. And I was just selling makeup, I was a sales associate. And you know, the retail retail hours are hard. And yeah. <laughs> um, I did not like that part. But, one but were thing you I, were,
3: did you like bonding with women? Sorry, yeah, keep going.
1: Yeah. One thing the thing I loved about that job was how it kind of proved to me how empowering and transformative beauty is, right? So, like many different types of women, different backgrounds, arrived with you know in different moods. But they will all leave the counter with a smile on their faces. And that would just make my day every single day. And because of that, I decided to become a makeup artist. And then I felt like, okay, I found what I love to do. But then little did I know that that was going to bring me somewhere else, which was social media in 2010. I started my YouTube channel as a hobby, of course, didn't expect anything from it because YouTube then was still a platform for you to just watch music videos on, right? And I started as a hobby because I saw someone doing it. And I was like, wow, I can like do these little videos and help my friends out, my family, my my sister. Like they could watch these videos and learn how to do their makeup themselves. So it was a complete hobby. And, you know, it brought me to where I am today. Uh, it helped me build my career. And uh, I remember throughout those years, Also, you know, the first years on YouTube, when my platform was growing, I was still kind of doubting myself. Is this the right thing? Is this going to make my mom proud? I remember always keeping that in my heart. And uh, today she's the proudest mama. And I'm so happy, you know, that I followed my heart back then because it was truly that. It um, It was me following my heart. And I feel like you know, I, I made the right decision at such a young age, in a way. So, yeah, I've always been a beauty lover. And that's what got me to, you know, where I am today.
2: When you transitioned, you were a makeup artist. You moved into this world of creating content and being a blogger. And you wanted to make your mom proud, which I think is so beautiful. Clearly, she must be proud at this point. <laughs> I think you your she own is. tells
3: me that every day. Oh, that's so sweet.
2: I oh, know. That's good. But the job that you do, I was thinking about this. You know, you're a world traveler. And a lot of what you do is based on like going around the world, seeing new things, you know, creating v- these visuals and and all of that. How much did that change because of, you know, the pandemic? Like y- your jo- your whole job changed, I imagine.
1: Yeah. So the biggest part of my job was, you know, traveling and traveling with brands and having all these amazing experiences and creating content around the world. Uh, but now with the pandemic, like, I feel like I'm still working so much, but in just a different way. I'm creating content now from home and it's almost like I'm back to where it started in a way. <laughs> like, I started home in front of a computer, you know, shooting and now I'm like, shooting my outfits from home and in my backyard and in um, finding new ways as well to keep connected with people. And in a part of it, it has become much more personal than it was before. Because, you know, before it was more about sharing my lifestyle, where I was. And, you know, people love that. But they also love to see personal things like me in the kitchen, teaching them my Brazilian cheese bread recipe. And, um, you know, I think we're all like kind of reinventing ourselves in a way. To, and I think a big part of that is knowing what my follower wants to see now that I am actually home and not traveling. Um, so, you know, I, I've been super open to, you know, do different types of things. And even yeah. like something so small, like doing live workouts. People wanted to know what my workouts actually looked like. Um, And, you know, I'm still inspiring them with fashion, with like TikTok videos and changing outfits quickly. So it's all different types of content uh, that I was able to actually like challenge myself with. Uh, And it's been fun, you know, it's actually good to uh, change it up and, and try out new things as
2: well. So do you talk to other people in your community about like how they're changing their work as well? Like, do you guys all know each other? I always wonder about this. No. Yeah. I have
1: uh, influencers that I'm really close with and, and, you know, we talk often as like, you know, there are people who I just became really close with as like, you know, and I consider friends uh, and they are colleagues, people that I chat with a lot of times. So yeah, we have these conversations. uh, But It's mostly, I feel like for most of us, it's been that, like showing more personal life and asking our followers, you know, what is it that they want to see, that they would like to see now that we're home. Um, Yeah.
2: Do you think the whole landscape will change of like the whole influencer world? Like Like when it first started, at least here in the States, there were a couple influencers that were just still traveling and doing these things and they got called out for it. Do you see a permanent change to this kind of... This is part of the beauty industry, to be honest. Like, this is a way that, you know, women are inspired by beauty now. They look to women like you, but do you see that permanently changing because of the, you know, the restrictions?
1: You know, I don't think... Um, of course, everything we do and, you know, having like so many followers, the bigger your platform is, I believe the bigger you, the respo- your responsibility is to inspire people in a positive way, right? And to be mindful... Of the things you're doing as well. So, like, um, you know, I don't want to travel. I don't think it's right to travel right now. And I think it's, I, but I also don't think that because I'm not traveling, like, I can't still inspire them to, you know, to do so many things, uh, put makeup on or put an outfit on if it's the most comfortable outfit or to teach them something. My main thing since I started was my goal was to always think like, okay, what am I teaching them with this video, mm-hmm. with this content? Can people get inspired? How can people get inspired by this type of content? We I'm
2: call that service with. in the magazine world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so important because just, you
1: know, to put up a content, just to put it up. Yes, I do it sometimes because I feel like, you know, something is funny or, uh, but I mainly think about that. Like, will people learn something? So even now during the pandemic, my following, like they, I've asked, I've asked this question many times in the beginning. Do you guys still want to see like tutorials? Because nobody's really putting on makeup right now. Nobody's really leaving the house. And, you know, a lot of people, the response was surprising because they said, know since we're home now we want to keep practicing you know makeup techniques and still want to learn like things you yeah you want to teach us so I think that for me like that is my way of thinking it it shouldn't change because I'm not traveling anymore and I feel like the traveling is another inspirational part of our jobs but if you're putting meaningful content out there, like I can just be home and I'm very happy at home, actually. (laughs) Uh, But still, you know, bring good content to them. I don't know if I answered your question, but... Well, um, you
3: you made me think of another question because, you know, you you definitely, you know, you bring your culture, you bring your perspective to your, your videos. And I don't know if it's a cliche, but the beauty industry, at least, you know, how I've come up in it, I've been told that, you know, Brazil is super, super beauty obsessed and that Brazilians are very attuned and kind of at the forefront of beauty trends. Do you feel that's true? I feel like Brazilians and Latinx,
1: we'll say now, right? Latinas in general, we're very into beauty. Like it's in our culture. We love like, feeling good about ourselves and we, you know, love to be dressed up. Like it's in our blood. And, but I don't, I hate to like generalize things in a way, like all oh, Brazilians like more to put more makeup on than, you know, Americans, for example. I, I hate to do that because I feel there is people everywhere that like different things, but definitely... Um, Brazilians, it's in our blood. We love to, you know, and it's not even like growing up in Brazil. Still today, you will see a lot of people without makeup on and maybe just a lipstick, but they like to be put together. Like when you go to the mall in Brazil, like people walk in the mall like as if they were going to a party. They want to dress mm-hmm. up for every occasion, like when they leave the house. So it is in our blood and I agree. Uh, We're very into beauty. Brazil is one of the countries that consumes beauty, the most in the world, and um yeah, I think it's 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 definitely part of our culture, but I know many Brazilians that also don't you know like to put makeup on, so but, um, does that
3: ever become intimidating, you know and maybe not even just like for yourself, but you know just for just a lot of pressure, I mean I would think. The idea of going to I want the to ma- roll to the mall and like sweat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, we're very and again. Now I'm speaking in in, in generalizations, so this is not everyone. But people talk a lot about how Americans will, you know, go to the grocery store in a pair of like yeah. sno- Snoopy sweatpants yeah. and go to the airport <laughs> in like you know basically that, you know their that pajamas. is one thing
1: I love about America. I have you
3: love say. that. Like,
1: yeah, I love. Oh wow, that because. Okay. Um, You know, there are days, and this is like real life, like there are days you don't feel like dressing up and and it it feels amazing. One thing I love about New York, for example, it's like you walk down the street, you can look like a clown and nobody will like stare at you (laughs) or like make you feel uncomfortable. That's why we love (laughs) it. And that is such like freedom, right? To know that this is who I am and I'm free to look or be like however... And, and um, you know, in Brazil, sometimes I do feel like, you know, if I'm there working and if, you know, depending where I'm going, I'm always like, okay, I need to look, you know, good and sharp and more dressed up because it is in our culture. And it's really? not like it's a horrible okay. thing. And, it, you know, but um, that is one thing I love about America that, you know, the days I don't want to dress up, I can just walk out in my pajamas. Nobody cares.
3: Now, can I ask you, can we step it up a bit? Let's go from yeah. like the makeup and the hair and the sweatpants. Let's talk about procedures, plastic surgery. Yeah. Sometimes when we talk to dermatologists and plastic surgeons and they really want to get us get our attention, they'll throw out Brazil. They'll say like, oh, this the B is- word. Yeah, they exactly. If we're like, looking a little <laughs> snoozy, they'll be like, this is so hot in Brazil or everyone in Brazil is doing this. I mean, is that really something? Like, you know, do you feel that that Brazilians are more accepting of certain plastic surgery or you know dermatological procedures? What's your take on on this topic?
1: So, you know, Brazil is always brought up because you know we were known to have the best surgeons and the yeah. best. It's like Colombia too, right? Like you're known, we're known to have like the best plastic surgeons out there, and you know i it is i don't know what to tell you exactly like if my take on it like i've done a nose job in the past that was the only surgery surgery i've done in my life but it took me and i have friends who i have did done. notice
3: you have a really good nose that's really weird that you brought oh. it up cuz i was like <laughs> i really like your i was like first but, of all you're beautiful but your nose is very beautiful
1: thank you but you know it took me like years and years to be able to like have the courage to do it. And I went to like a hundred doctors to make sure I was with the right one. So I think, yes, that I know a lot of people that, you know, have done things like Brazilians, but we think about it. Like I've thought about it for so long. It's not because we have the best doctors and, you know, I ended up doing it here in California. Oh, wow. Uh, So it's... You know, my personal way of thinking about it, yes, Brazil has amazing surgeons. And I think that makes people, makes people feel comfortable. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the customers too, like from these Brazilian surgeons are people that come from all around the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, but yeah, answering your questions, a lot of people that I talk to that have done surgery, they're not ashamed or scared to say they have done it
3: so the stigma like I don't think there's this it's funny like if you ask me like is there a stigma in the U.S. I think it's where you are in the U.S. like if you're in LA or New York like there's not as well maybe that's old-fashioned I shouldn't say oh LA or New York there's no stigma but like I think it depends on like maybe the group like the people you surround yourself with yeah. I think some places there is a stigma, but I guess, you know, I, I didn't really give you a pointed question. I'm just sort of interested in the topic because... No, but Brazi- I, I get yeah. it. And
1: in and, and Brazil too, like if you go to smaller towns, like even where I come from, like people, you say, oh yeah, that person is pretty, but they... They got surgery. So there is right. a stigma too in Brazil, okay. you know? It's not like so, everyone's
3: just going around and like, no, you know, getting...
1: definitely not.
3: Implants um, and all that. Okay. No,
1: definitely not. Can I ask, is uh, it is
3: it more affordable in Brazil?
1: I don't... I can't... I don't know.
3: I'm talking to you like I'm if, like basically like treating her like a plastic surgery.
1: Because it's like the like, GDP of like Brazil yeah, like, <laughs> versus US. And I God. don't know. I, I really don't Can know. you I mean, I'm in interested dollars, in this topic. I'm coming I, uh, over. <laughs> I don't know if it's affordable there. Like in dollars, your nose? It's probably it's okay. <laughs> affordable, but. I I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know how to answer that. No, question. no, no. No, like, it's
2: fine. What about? Okay, so let's talk about like everyday beauty essentials. When you're, <laughs> with a Brazilian woman, just you, Camilla. But I'm, you know, it's it's nice to talk to someone from a different culture because we're not traveling right now. Frankly, yeah. I was yeah. like, ooh, Camilla will bring me the like. No, I'm loving. I
1: know. Yeah. I'm loving this
3: conversation. By the way, <laughs>
1: uh, no, but you know, one thing. Going going back to the plastic surgery thing, I feel I feel like Brazilians, we you know, especially because it's a tropical country. We're always in our bikinis. We're always, you know, like, uh, people work out so much in Brazil. Like, they want to look good. Like, if you go to Rio, you see, like, people in general, not just women, but men, too. They're fit and they're, you know, they're tanned and they're beautiful because it's a tropical country. And it kind of inspires you to, you know, like, it's like when summer's coming. You want to go work out. You want to get that summer body because oh gosh, it's like it's y- summer year every around. Time. So um, you know, and but I feel like a lot of times it's like for me, for example, my nose. I didn't want to change my face. I didn't want to change my the way I looked. I wanted and that's why it took me so long to do my nose, because I just wanted to slightly like take out what bothered me and just make my nose a little bit like more gentle. Uh, But if you look at the aesthetic of my nose, it's the same shape, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? How old
2: were you when you got it done?
1: I got it done three years ago. Two years ago? 2018. Yeah, two years ago. Very recent. So you did research for a couple of years. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that bothered me since I was like 15 years old, you know? So... um, yeah, it's not like, you know, every Brazil like, you go and you don't think about it, you just go and get things done. Like, I think it's an actual way of people, because doctors in Brazil are so recommended, it's a misconception about Brazil, that, like, every Brazilian, most Brazilians get surgery. It's kind
2: of what we're, like, in America, that's why we wanted to talk to someone who knows, because it is sort of like a, it's almost like a selling point for a lot of beauty in America, like tanning brands, or straightening hair treatments, Mm -hmm. or butt lifts. They put the Brazil word on it, and all of a sudden it gets imbued with this stereotype that, frankly, what I hear you saying is like, no, we're not all the same. We're not just like a bunch of Giselles walking around down there
3: getting plastic (laughs) surgery. Don't you feel that, Jess? Like in America, we get sold that, oh, that line. As soon as I picture Brazil, I picture Giselle in like a string bikini, oh. long hair, oh. like amazing boobs. Uh, and I'm like, I'm in. Or like big curly uh.
2: afro that's like gorgeous and looks gorgeous and the frizz is like like the sexiest. But you frizz know you've what? Ever seen. That's
1: one that's interesting you guys are saying this because one thing I have to point out when talking about my country. Is what I admire about Brazilians so much is the confidence. Although, you know, yeah. once you look good, you will see women in every body shape in like the smallest bikinis and like feeling confident. And that is so inspiring to see in Brazil. Like, pe- like people, they are they, like... When I don't know if you guys have ever been to Brazil...
3: I have not. Can can you tell we haven't? I I have not, but But I have in my mind. There is this, you know, like we love
1: taking care of ourselves, but there's also so much confidence in there. Like, and and you see it in people. um, I don't know. You don't need the
2: Dove Self-Esteem Project down in Brazil. (laughs) then.
1: No, and and I, you know, for me, I find it very interesting. Like, you don't need to, you know, not everyone needs to, get plastic surgery to feel confident or even to change anything about themselves. So I think it is a misconception about Brazil because we have so many doctors because so many people go down there to get surgery. Uh, But like thinking of my group of many friends, uh, there's like only a few that I know have done things.
2: Okay, let's talk, let's talk beauty essentials. So like for you, just living your life every day, whether pandemic or not, like what must you have like what categories of beauty are like your must-haves?
1: Um, categories are definitely skincare number one. Um, mm-hmm. I truly believe that, like even being a makeup lover, especially being a makeup lover, I will say I've learned that you know taking care of your skin is so important for your makeup to look good. And you know, to um, we're all gonna get old one day. We're we'll all get you know we're all gonna get wrinkles. But if we're taking lucky, care of your skin at an early age, you will delay that, you know, a little bit and everything you put in your face, it's going to look better if you take care of your skin. So skincare for me is like my number one category. So, you know, I need to have like my go-to serum every day on and like a, a good eye cream. Um, and something amazing to wash my face and natural without scent. What's your so go-to serum?
2: Are... You said you said it like it's like this is my serum.
1: So I've serum. tried and
2: I've used many brands
1: in the past. I have to say I love skin Tutorials because they're they're so, you know, like it's very dermatology, is which you know, I love. And it is something, a category, it's a product I'm launching at LLU's next month. Oh my gosh, I'm giving you the biggest spoiler. They're going to kill me, but, um, alert. but I've been, you know, like for me, it was very important to create a line. I mean, when creating L.O. I wanted it to be an essential line and I wanted to hit different categories because, uh, and I wanted it to be clean because I knew I was going to do skincare, especially. So, um, uh, yes, there's an LLU serum coming and you guys are going to be obsessed with it. So good for your skin. But my essentials are definitely, you know, I, but I love Skin because like I was saying. It's such a good brand, um, you know, that it really I feel like I, I, that's what I say. I use the, the, the term like medicine for your skin and not just a cosmetic, right? Especially when thinking about skincare, that is so important to know what you're putting on your face, like the ingredients you're putting on your face every night. You, don't want, you want a long-lasting effect, not just an overnight effect. So skincare is... Number one for me, um, and when it comes to makeup, a good lip balm, which we launched with uh, our twenty-four karat yes lip therapy. <laughs> I
2: love it's that. lovely. But um, okay, the lip. But can we talk about this lip and cheek stain though? Yes. Do you know your team sent me this two weeks ago? I went on like this road trip to Maine where I was like no glamour. I kid you not, I wore this every single day. There's something about the is Yay. it all one color? Yeah. This color is like the weirdest perfect color because it like is cool but warm. Oh my gosh, I was time. kind of scared. You're like the weirdest. I was like, oh no. No, because at first I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's it's a cool red. And then you put it yeah. on and I was like, is this pH changing? Cause it sort of just like goes with your skin. Anyway, yeah. I've been obsessed with it. Were you into with Thank this you like
1: so much? Was this a lot yeah, of work that's like this? Yeah, it was a lot of work because we wanted to. Well, first of all, being clean, being mindful. There's so many limits, and to create a lip tint that was long lasting, but also, you know, was had a hydrating formula, which for me it was something that I I didn't find uh, with other lip tints. They they do tend to dry your lips, and um, I wanted this formula to be jelly-ish and to be hydrating, but to last all day and to be the perfect shade of red. when I say the perfect shade of red, I went deeper and that's probably what you know, it. it's like a deeper shade of red, but that doesn't translate yeah. to being pink on your lips. It's like a true red and that like just bitten, you know, look. Yeah, I
2: have it on. I don't know what I look like right now, but
1: I yeah. You look it's great. A, it's a so, great and color. And it's buildable coverage. So you can do it once and have just like that bitten look, but you can, you know, apply it twice and have like more of a red. I have it under my my balm right now, but you know, finding the perfect color and putting all the Brazilian ingredients in here was so special, but it took us a while to, you know, for this product to come to life, but I'm so excited. And Lip has been such a strong category to me. And these are two essential products that, you know, I think every woman will want to have in their bag.
3: I was going to ask you about plans for the future, but you kind of told us you gave yeah. us a little stick with the serum. So, so can I ask, what yeah. are some of other favorite beauty products besides those from your own line? What are some other essentials? So
1: I love um, the hair masks by Kara Stas. I'm a hair mask girl and I love you know hydrating my hair. My hair grows so fast because I'm always hydrating it. And I remember when I oh, moved sure to the United that. States. Oh, I'm sure it's that. It's not genetics at all. <laughs> no, but yeah, that too. But you know why? When I moved to the United States, um, my hair stopped growing. Like, it, and it got, it would get to a length and it would just start fall, kind of falling and not grow like healthy. And mm-hmm. I think it was because of the water.
3: Yeah. Like, say when you change
1: mm-hmm. the water, my hair just, and I started doing hair masks. My mom was like, you know, your grandmother always did hair masks, and you should do hair masks. And I started doing hair masks every week, and I would go in the sauna with the hair mask and massage my hair once a week. My hair started growing, and it just became a very healthy hair. So since then, I just I have this used to, you know, do a hair mask at least once a week. Um, but it it truly helps, especially you know, like doing my hair at the time, uh, iron, curling irons, and. Sh- all these tools we use. Um, hair mask is something I love. And for, uh, there's so many products I love and so many brands. Mm. You know, Neostrata, you guys are going to love this brand if you never heard of it. It's very dermatology as well, but it's incredible. Like their face mask, their oil, um, they have this, this um, it's called, I call it an acid it's a it it's called I'll give you guys the name but it's a gel that you put on your face once or twice a week and it controls the oiliness of your skin it it closes your pores it it's like it changes the the It kind of renews your skin in a way, you know, the texture of your skin. So it's amazing. And um, that has definitely helped me, especially traveling so much, you know, how I used to before being on planes in different weather all the time. That product is incredible. So Mm -hmm. there's many brands I like, um, but I'm a, a skincare Addict for sure. Listen,
2: if you're naming, you're name dropping Skinceuticals in Neostrata. Clearly, you know your stuff. <laughs> These are like, that's not kids' stuff. You know, <laughs> Jess. Shall we do the fat okay. mascara 5 right, with Camilla? Okay, we do this to everyone at the end of our of our interview. Are you are you ready okay. for a like, lightning round? It's just
3: a lightning round of quick hit questions. I want to know. It's very very fast and easy. Okay, Camilla. What was yes, the first? I'm nervous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, I'm making it sound like it's going to hurt, like a shot. Um, I you know, I'm actually, I want to go back really quick today, because you do have really beautiful hair. And like, when you said that you go into the sauna, like, I'm really thinking about hair lately. Sorry, my hair is like breaking a lot around the crown. I'm like looking at my own hair, then looking at the like, side-by-side view you, of your hair and getting really upset. Uh <laughs> Do you put the hair mask on your dry hair, or do you put the hair mask on your damp hair? Like, how do you use the hair mask? And then we'll do the Fat Mascara 5.
1: Okay, so what you should do, and this is like truly, if you have, if you can go to any sauna somewhere, this is gonna save your hair. There's like,
3: no sauna in my apartment right now, so this so is like what, what your can apartment the- is a sauna. <laughs> so what you do?
1: So what you're going to do? It's ca- gonna act like kind of like, kind of like a sauna. You're gonna wash your hair with okay. shampoo, okay, and then you won't do conditioner. You just do the mask, and the mask should go like from. Halfway down, right? Okay. Not like Don't put it on your roots. Okay. Because it's, it's heavy. So you do that. You massage your, your hair with your hands for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you roll, roll it up, put a, a shower cap on. Okay. And continue your shower or get into your bath, you know? Like read something, leave it there for like 10 minutes. Um And because your hair is hot from the water, if you put it on a cap, it's kind of going to act like, you know, it's like a mini sauna. It's
3: like a portable sauna for my head.
1: Do that. Like do that at least once a week and you see a huge change in your hair. I I can assure you. All right. I'm going to try it, (laughs) Camilla.
3: Okay. Now now I can carry on with the Fat Mascara 5 because I've been thinking about this since you mentioned it and I just keep on looking at your hair. I'm like, damn. Okay. All right. So. Camilla, what was the first beauty product you ever fell in love with?
1: The red lipstick that my grandmother
3: did. <laughs> we should have known. For okay. For sure. Who is the celebrity you just know you'd be best friends with?
1: Oh my God. Rihanna, I think we'll be like the best for each other. We'll be party girls. We would, and I think she would feel the same. I'm sure. Right? <laughs> I
2: mean... That's a Brazilian confidence. Would she would love me. I
1: love. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Rihanna. And I think of her and I just think of like us partying together in the world. Like, <laughs> I, I love dancing and I love her music. I love her personality. I just, yeah. Rihanna. Exactly. Why not?
3: <laughs> What's your most favorite indulgent snack? And be specific.
1: Indulgence? Like, something I, like, like fatty, like, like yum, Ooh. yum, yum. Oh, God. I have this, it's like the best. When I'm watching Netflix or whatever, like when I'm watching a series with my husband, it's the best feeling to just go to the fridge and get the, it's a vanilla uh, ice cream, popsicle that has like a hog chocolate. does
3: yeah. oh, like yeah. a swirl, like a little dip. It's
1: exactly that brand, the one I love. With um the chocolate and nuts on the outside to die full. That's like my, you know, when I'm like, okay, I really don't care. I just want to be happy. That's my go-to snack at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, or my everyday, my Brazilian cheese bread. I make the dough fresh at home.
3: Oh my God.
0: You guys
1: should try the recipe. I have it on YouTube. It's super easy. I saw that. You can buy the starch on Amazon um, because that's the, the the only one ingredient that would be hard to find, but it's on Amazon. And it's delicious. I make it every morning for myself and my husband. You can make the whole dough and do the balls and it's like 50 pieces and you freeze it. And every morning you can just throw it in the oven for 20 minutes and you have fresh, cheesy bread mm. to eat. If what's it I, I, called I in, in Portuguese? What
2: do you, what's the name of that Pongue bread? Pão de queijo. Pão de
1: queijo. Yeah.
2: Jess, I'm going to make you some next time you come visit me. Mm. Sounds good.
3: <laughs> I want proof of that. <laughs> I'll take pictures for you. Um, sounds very light. Um, <laughs> very light. <laughs> what's the song <laughs> that pumps you up? Any
1: Brazilian song uh, especially from anita it's anita she has done collabs with like jay balvin and um she's incredible and i i would love for people to look her up she makes the best of dancing songs i was actually just uh, recently on a shoot and on a long distancing shoot and uh the hairstylist put her music on and we're all dancing. I was like, wow, you know Anita. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I'm like such so proud, you know. But her her music was so pumping and it just makes me excited. And, and
3: I'm happy gonna have to look it. her up. Thank and you. it brings me
1: back to Brazil too, which is great.
3: That's cool. I, I was not aware. And what do you want to raise a wand to that is our fat mascara language for what are you obsessed with right now? Could be makeup, could be a TV show could be just like a concept.
1: Okay. Oh my gosh. She said TV show. I am so obsessed. Don't laugh. Please I don't won't. laugh. I won't.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm obsessed with the series Outlander. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. It's like a I read fairy the tale. <laughs> the, but sco- it's the Scottish show Uh-huh. Oh, it
0: that's, is yeah, that's so cool.
1: good. Love- like... I started watching it and I was like, "Wait, how can people like this? It's like a fairy tale little, you know, like series." But I got so into it and the love story is so beautiful <laughs> and it's just I'm obsessed. But um yeah, I'll there. It's No, it
2: feels I, good for this time. You just like want to escape into yeah, that world, right?
1: Exactly. And like it also like there's so much history in there and you know, I love, you know, love stories and it's um, I'm so into it. Like every day, I'm like, I can't wait to just lay on my sofa and watch it. It's crazy. And eat your
2: <laughs> ice cream pop, your Hagen does yep. ice cream pop.
3: Yeah, perfect day. Perfect night. This
2: is great. Yeah, well, thank I you. I feel so like we much. took a little vacation, like yeah. virtually <laughs> with you. So this
1: was so
2: fun. Please, we,
1: can, we should plan. I love hosting people in Brazil. I, if you ever I promise want to I won't go, complain
3: about the heat. I promise. No, you
1: won't. Oh my God, bring we got to get the a
3: best a-
1: island. In Brazil, mm. that i brought so many people there, like from France, from here, United States, and people are obsessed with it. It's called Noronha, Fernando de Noronha. It's, it's always in the top 10 most beautiful places in the world. And you guys are going to love it. Food is amazing. Uh, I mean, we're going to have the best time. So let's plan. Jess,
3: our fat mascara <laughs> fifth anniversary episode. Oh my Noronha. God, I would love that. <laughs> I am bringing my body confidence, baby. <laughs> Yeah. I bring a and tiny up. little bikini. Yes. Well, wear our Luz?
2: It'll be gorgeous.
1: Yes. It'll be gorgeous. LLUs to hydrate our lips. Ah.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Congrats on your line. Yeah. Thank you so much this for coming great. on the show. Thank you
1: for having congrats. me. Congrats. It was thank amazing. You. And let me know about Brazil, okay?
3: Okay, it is time to raise a wand. I have a nice one. I think it's a good seasonal candle. Um, Jen, you raised a candle the other day. You raised a candle. You raised Ooh, a is wand. that our new segment? Raise a wick. Raise a wick. <laughs> 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 oh God, I like I'm that. i <laughs> No, I, I actually, you know what? You can tell I'm getting mom humor because I was like, ha, 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 that's funny. Mams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm actually really like, my sense of humor is really like vibe. When I in. met your two best friends at
2: your bachelorette party, I think oh it was my God. J.Y. and Jana. Yeah. And the whole time, they have this like funny joke where they, I'm sharing with our listeners yeah. now, clearly Go ahead. you know the story. Where they just know, they poke fun at themselves for, like, turning into a quote-unquote mom with Mm -hmm. this mom voice. So, like, anytime anybody would say something like, I need my rosé, or, like, mommy needs her mommy juice, or, like, corny mom stuff, (laughs) they would just both go,
3: mams!
2: (laughs) How did that even get started? I don't know, but I say it all the time now.
3: I don't know how. It was just, like, they were just, like, raising a glass, like, Moms. Yeah. I was like, Moms. Like, I'm a cool mom. Like, <laughs> I What jeans are cool now? I like a bootleg. Moms. <laughs> well, now I'm a mom. And this yeah. mom found a great candle. <laughs> I really, like, the, the sense of humor is, like, it's just, like, rolling downhill. Like, it's out of control. But, like, I've embraced Listeners, it. Listeners, please come along for the ride. Oh, my you God. You know, like,
2: go on this journey with us. It's going to oh be great. Oh, God. It's... It's ugly. If you um, want to hear about my dating life, go back a couple years in the podcast. We're in oh we're in Momville God. now. Oh, Jess, what are you raising a wand to? It's
3: grim. It's a lovely candle. It's a lovely scented candle. Um, the brand is called Otherland, and maybe um, those who closely watch the podcast will know that I did a fireside chat with the brand the other day on their Instagram. This I mean, brand, it was like last month, but yes, yeah, exactly. Now now it's last month. It is so gorgeous. This brand. So the the brand they only make candles. It is so lovingly done. The the candle's $36. Now, I'm not trying to up their prices, but $36 is by no means a cheap candle. I'm trying to. I'm, I am price sensitive, guys. Listen, like my mother would like drop dead before she ever spent thirty six dollars on a candle in her life. But I'm telling you, this is the kind of brand where I am surprised it's thirty six dollars. When you order an Otherland candle, the packaging is so stunning. The details are so stunning. The way, just trust me. Like you'll order it and you'll know what I'm talking about. The way it's wrapped, the way it's presented, the little the little matchbook that comes with it. Then you open it. Ooh, matches included. Oh, matches included, baby. I like that. Um, The labeling is stunning. The little like lettering inside the box. The way there's this font is like custom font. The way it's embossed. It's opening a good (gasps) candle.
2: You just feel like.
3: you know, I'm with the halves. Yeah, it, it, it's it's yeah, exactly it's yeah, I'm with the halves. That's actually really funny. Um, it you should trademark that. That's so funny. Um, you feel so special, and then the throw on this guy. Um, so that means like you know the the how far the scent extends. You don't even have to light it, and you can smell it in your house, which is the sign of, sign of a quality candle. And then when you do light it, it fills the room. Now the scent that I love right now for this season is rattan. It's sandalwood, golden amber, and then some other kind of like warm, like kind of golden, warm musk scent. Um, It is nice because it reminds me of like the sunlight setting, like that September… Kind of like golden scent, yeah. so it's not too fall. We're not season pushing, but it's not too. <laughs> it's not too beachy, you know. High summer. Um, it's it's post cucumber, pre pumpkin spice. Perfect, thank you. It's <laughs> it's great, and um, I love that it is. It is a small business, but I'm telling you, the way this quality is, it don't look small business. It's really nice.
2: Oh, I'm going to go return my tomato candle from Tuesday.
3: <laughs> no. No, it's really good. Nice.
2: Okay, I'm going to raise the wand to a hair tie or rubber band, if you will. So I've always heard from hairstyles that you need the elastic-wrapped, soft hair ties don't use a regular plastic rubber band. I've been doing a lot of braids and like braided updos where I do two pigtail braids and twist them over my head, sort of like Heidi, some other kinds of braids. And I am going to negate that right now. Because when you do a braid in my hair, which is layered, by the time you get to the end of the braid, it's much skinnier than the base. So you have this tiny little skinny thing. And I'm sorry, there's nothing tackier than a big old... Uh, like soft elastic. I like scoonsy. I like goody, but those big hair ties at the bottom of a skinny braid, yeah, or maybe yeah, yeah. you're trying to do a cornrow or maybe a little girl's hair or you, you know, that you need a small rubber band. It does not break your hair. These are, I think it's Amazon brand. I'm not sure. There are mini rubber bands, soft elastic bands, a thousand pieces in a pack, black. I'll put a link. I found them on Amazon. They don't, They don't look shiny like some of the tiny rubber bands. You know how they look like really glossy? They're matte black. You can reuse them. A lot of the tiny rubber bands use it once and then like they don't have the stretch anymore. You could reuse these a couple times. You don't really need to because you get a thousand for like five bucks. And I think because my hair, by the time I get to the bottom, it's such a small... Um, section of hair, and I only have to wrap this around twice, I think they're less damaging than the elastic ones. Like they're not tugging and pulling on the ends of my hair. So I feel like it depends on the type of ponytail that you're doing. I guess yeah. if you're doing like a high pony with really thick hair, oh my God, you wouldn't even get these around that. But the ends of braids and and or if you have thin hair and or you're doing some sort of style with thin braids, These are like the best thing ever. And they look so much chicer. And also you can hide them in a little updo if you're twisting it under and doing bobby pins. I know it's a random thing to raise a wand to.
3: But there you go. No, I like it. I like it. I think the random things are the surprises that we need in in raise a wand. So thank you. I love this. I'm going to check it out. thank you. Thank you, Jess.
2: And thank you, (laughs) listeners. We love you. We'll see you next week. See you next week. we hope you enjoyed the show it's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better head over to itunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com.
3: we also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love
0: That's O-S-E-A, Malibu.com, code GLOW. AdWanted UK is the provider of single-source media data for agencies, media owners, brands, and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com. To subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from AdWanted UK.